want to give honor to God, you know what I'm saying, who's the hell of my life. You know what I mean? Mama, what's up, baby? You, you prayed off. You prayed for me. You prayed for me. Hey, man, real talk, man. Uh, if if y'all really think this, uh, man, look, we ain't talking about the next 10 years. We talking about the next two, three, five years. Watch what I do. I'm on they ass. R.P. Richard, free foes up. You know what's happening. Fuck me. So that sounded like a really unconventional acceptance speech. That's because last night was an extremely unconventional award ceremony. Last night was the first annual BET Social Awards. It's streamed live on Facebook. It is also airing tonight on BET at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You should go check that out if you haven't. Because I think that this is really important. I think it's very progressive that the internet is finally being celebrated. And someone like DC Youngfly, who you just heard get the Social Verified Award, um, should be celebrated for how much he's been churning out content, and he should be and he should be rewarded for his come up through social media and the way that he's been able to use his platform to elevate himself beyond just social media and as a driving force in the culture and um, be at the forefront of comedy. Um, because what happens now is the internet is at the forefront and what and the jokes and everything that derives from the internet gets brought to mainstream media. So the lines get blurry between whether mainstream media is actually mainstream or if social media is what drives mainstream media, if that makes sense. So I think that this is a long time coming. It is something that should have been done a long time ago. Social media needs to be celebrated. There needs to be awards given for people that are dominating this shit in the culture and really bringing influence. So with that being said, I am very excited for the future of this award show, and I do have high hopes for it moving forward. But this year, they obviously could have done a lot better. Clearly, they weren't working with a big budget. There wasn't high production value here. Aside from the acceptance speeches, there wasn't big moments. I think that the host, Michael Blackson, could have done a much better job. Um, just the segments on here, there was like a dance competition, uh, freestyle, the um, performers weren't amazing, they didn't get big names to do any of the actual entertaining shit here, there wasn't um, big moments from actual social media influencers outside of the acceptance speeches, so as far as production value, I think that um, Mike Epps was the executive producer of this, I think that they could have done a much better job. But as they as they get a higher budget, they're going to get better at doing this every year. For right now, I think that all that matters is who wins the awards and the acceptance speeches. So without wasting any more time here, I want to get into some of these awards, the winners and the nominees. My personal favorite award that was given last night was the one for the best podcast. I think that it is about time that podcasts are being celebrated as a driving media delivery method, a driving force in content on the internet. And um, the winner went to, in my opinion, the best podcast out there, and that is the Joe Budden podcast. The chemistry between Joe, Rory, Maul, and Parks is undeniable. The weekly commentary that they give you is not only informative, but it is hilarious. The jokes that they give you almost bring you an inside perspective on their friendship um, you feel really engaged. You almost feel like you're part of the room when you are listening to these guys talk. It is something special that they have with that podcast. 
and Joe does an amazing job of hosting it. Other nominees are The Read, which is a good podcast. It just doesn't stack up against Joe's. Two Dope Queens, which I've seen pop up here and there, but I'm kind of misinformed on their work. Um, and then you have Drink Champs and Bodega Boys, who both have a push from television. Drink Champs is on Revolt. And um, the Bodega Boys are also on Viceland, so it's hard to give them the social media award here, especially when it is the people who are voting for the award via social media. So you can't deny any of these winners because it is the hashtags that are getting the votes. The people are the ones speaking up. So, um, so Joe gets it here for best podcast because he has the most loyal fans, rightfully so. I only have 20 seconds left here, so I'm going to transition by getting into more nominees and winners in the next segment because I am loving covering the social awards. I think that this is very important and undercovered in the media right now. And I want to cover things that aren't um, really getting the proper exposure that they deserve. So, um, yeah, here we go. Hey, 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 shut up, shut up. It's like, no, thank you so much. I would like to... First of all, thank everybody who nominated, well, the people who nominated, but everybody who voted for me, for me to win this. Thank you, everybody, all y'all. I would like to thank the other nominees for making it so easy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, love you, Baltimore. Love you, Mommy. Love you, Ashton. Love you, Chris. <laughs> So that was comedian and social media personality Jess Hilarious winning the award for best clapback. That is a hilarious award. Beef is a big part of the internet. Creating moments through tension is a big part of the internet. So best clapback is a funny award um, that is exciting and entertaining for the fans to vote on. Uh, some of the other nominees were Remy Ma for her Nicki Minaj beef, Maxine Waters, I'm not sure what she was nominated for, Chrissy Teigen probably for every clapback, and Angela Rye. So I think that Jess Hilarious got this for her clapback at Azalea Banks. It might have also been for her clapback at Meek Mill. But either way, we are happy that she won because her acceptance speech was hilarious. She took a shot at all the other nominees in the process, and that is what this is all about. Another funny and kind of silly, innocent award that they gave out here was the Mood AF Award. This went to the best memes and gifts of the year. I think that it's really important to celebrate memes and gifts because they are such a crucial part of the social media landscape. Everybody loves a good meme and a gif. The winner went to um, Issa Rae for her moment on the red carpet where she said, I'm rooting for everybody black. Although I don't necessarily think that this is the funniest meme or gif, I do think that it is a funny moment, especially considering this is the BET Social Media Award. So I'm not mad at the winner. Um, some other nominees are Salt Bay, um, the roll safe pointing to his head, which is probably my favorite gif here and probably the most useful one. Um, also the crying Jordan face, which is just a classic. I think that that's been around for a while, but they just had to, um, give it an honorable mention. I wouldn't have been mad if that one, um, some other ones that I think that they left off here was like the Arthur hand, um, uh, the fist curl up, um, the one dude, um, that kind of like blinks his eyes and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, uh, maybe SpongeBob, the sarcastic meme where he has the big nose and the, uh, googly eyes, uh, the other one, like where the dude is looking back at the girl and the, and his girlfriend's like, what the fuck are you looking at? There's a lot of good memes and gifts that were left off here, but we'll, we'll be excited for it next year. I think we'll pay more attention to the best memes and gifts of the year now that we know that there's an award for it.
One of the more serious awards here was the Social Hustle. This was given to the no days off, hard working social media personality. It went to Kendall Kindle, not too familiar with his work, but some of the nominees were Fatboy SSE, who is constantly posting and constantly in our faces on social media. Another nominee was DC Youngfly, who does the same. Jess Hilarious, who does the same. Uh, Watch Jazzy, who's kind of just bad and consistent with being sexy, so she could have won. But um, I'm not too familiar on the winner here, so I'm not going to act mad about it. The Issa Wave Award has a really corny title, but I do like the concept of it. It is the most influential artist that made their come up through social media, not necessarily record sales or even quality of music, just who used their social media platform to elevate their artistry the most. The winner went to Cash Doll, who I'm not too familiar with her work, but I do like some of the nominees here. Her did a lot, 21 Savage, Lil Uzi Vert, and Logic. I'm not sure what Logic did, but... Uh, good for him, I guess. Um, congratulations to Cash Doll, but I do think that there's some more rappers that did more on social media to um, gather attention. I think that Lil Pump was huge on social media. I think that Black Youngsta is somebody who got on literally only solely because of social media. There's a lot of rappers who are pretty much strictly social media that really just got popping through that. Other than that, congratulations to Papoose and Remy Ma on winning the Baywatch Award. This could have also easily went to um, Gucci Mane and his girl, Cardi B and Offset made a lot of waves. Tiana and Iman Shumpert were cool. Russell Wilson and uh, Sierra, fuck them. I'm happy they didn't win. Congratulations to The Shade Room on winning the award for Best Tea, which is basically the best gossip platform. And yeah, congratulations to all the other winners that I may have missed, but I covered everything that I wanted to. Ten minutes on the social media awards is probably enough. Let me know what you think. Did you enjoy the social media awards? Do you think it's stupid? Are you looking forward to it in the future? Who do you think should have won? Are you happy? Who do you congratulate? Holler at me. What up, Anchor? I am not doing sports in the whip today because it is a slow news day in sports and I am not confident that Sports Talk Radio will give me enough to go off for me to rant here. So I'd like to have the box scores in front of my face so I could go off, particularly with the Knicks game last night. As a Knicks fan, I got my very first look at Emmanuel Moutier. Although we did lose to the Pacers, I was satisfied with his effort. He put up 14 points and had 10 assists, so a double double in your first game I am never mad at um, he played 29 minutes he got some serious burn especially with the combination of him and Frank Nilakina. that was one of the biggest questions for me is is we are are we going to choose Frank or Moutier or Trey Burke can we play both of them at the same time I think Hornacek answered that question last night with the way he did this lineup um so he shoots 5 for 14 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3. I actually expect him to shoot better moving forward, but the 10 assist is crucial. He had um, two turnovers where he kind of forced the action, but um, to to have a... Um, a plus minus of two. I think I, I think I'm really satisfied with his effort. Um, I also like the way Frank played alongside him. Frank put up 12 points, which is pretty rare for him. He grabbed three boards. He was four for four from the free throw line, two for two from three. So I think that um, kind of playing the wing, his size works. If he could be a spot up shooter, maybe we are finding out that Frank Nilakina might actually be a two guard. So. Um, yeah, I know a lot of you don't give a fuck about the Knicks and their season is a lost cause, but uh, last night was a big game for the Knicks and uh, finding out about Emmanuel Moutier.
Now, in more important NBA news, the Cleveland Cavaliers took on the Boston Celtics yesterday at home. This was a very emotional home game for the Celtics, considering the jersey retirement of Boston Celtics legend Paul Pierce. Um, Vegas had assumed that because of this day and this home game and the way Cleveland has played as of late and their new transition of their roster, that the Celtics would win this game. And Vegas gave Celtics six points. I said, fuck that. I think that LeBron is going to come out inspired. I think that there will be a lot of energy with this new young unit and these new players and excitement around this roster. They will cover that spread and possibly win the game. So I threw my money on the Cavaliers plus six and boy was I right. The Cleveland Cavaliers win this game by 22 points in blowout fashion. Um, It wasn't even close after the second quarter. Um, LeBron has close to a triple-double. He plays fantastic. The new-look players all play well. George Hill gives a quality 21 minutes here. He gets 12 points, grabs three boards. He only had one assist, but LeBron is really the playmaker there. He is just going to control the offense, so expect games like this from George Hill. Uh, J.R. Smith has one of his best games in a long time with his new roster. He seems to be re-energized. He has 15 points on 6 of 7 shooting, 3 for 4 from 3. Um, Larry Nance gives a decent 21 minutes. Um, only 5 points, 4 boards, 3 assists, but they don't need too much from him. Uh, Jeff Green, like J.R. Smith, played better and seemed re-energized with his new unit. The chemistry seems to be clicking all of a sudden. Um He played well with 10 points, uh, 3 for 6 from the field. Jordan Clarkson probably had the best debut out of everybody. He was a question mark of how he would fit in. But just his youth and his energy gets 17 points, 7 for 11 from the field, 3 boards. Um, You couldn't ask for much more out of the kid. Um, Also, Rodney Hood, you can't ask for much more out of the kid. 15 points, 6 for 11 from the field. So the Cavaliers absolutely dominate the Boston Celtics here. And they are now, again, the team to beat in the East. And I predict them to go to the NBA Finals. Now, my prediction for tonight, um, I am taking the San Antonio Spurs plus 5 against the Utah Jazz. I understand that the Jazz are hot. I understand that the Jazz are home. I understand that Popovich is resting players. The Spurs are a little banged up, and they don't put too much into the regular season. I consider all of that, and I know that Vegas considered all of that into this spread, and that is why they are predicting that the Jazz will win by 5. I'm calling bullshit. I think that the Spurs hang around tonight. They are the better team. I do think that they want to get a win here going into the all-star break and I think that players will rise to the occasion the next man up mindset of the Spurs will take over and not only cover this spread but I do think that the Spurs will win this game tonight in Utah heard it here first punch it in send it that's my prediction my bets have been hitting lately